You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to this week's edition of Assembly Call Radio, where each week we discuss the most important topics in the world of Indiana basketball. This is our 234th edition of Assembly Call Radio, and it is our 741st episode overall of the Assembly Call, recorded on the evening of November 4th, 2021, and I am your host, Coach Brian Tonsoni. And let's begin this edition of the Assembly Call, how we begin every edition of the Assembly Call, and that is with our Hoosier Proud banner moment. And Indiana is the national champion. When it comes down, Indiana will be champion. Smart takes the shot. The Hoosiers have won the national championship. This week's banner moment occurred last Saturday when, Indiana, when the Indiana Hoosiers defeated Belmont in a secret scrimmage. The final score was 76-67, to and IU led by as many as 17 points late in the game. Uh, Belmont is a quality mid-major program. Uh, that was an at-large tourney team a couple years ago. They run good stuff and are currently predicted to be a team from the mid-major uh, area who can win a game or two in the tourney, and that would be as an underdog. So this was a great test for the Hoosiers. Reports say that there were some great play on Saturday individually and collectively, but also there were some areas of concern where Coach Woodson and his staff uh, are obviously going to clean up before tip-off on Tuesday. Uh, this secret scrimmage was a good test for Indiana, and with five days left till the season begins for real, I think the Indiana Hoosiers will be ready to go. The results uh, on Tuesday, they won't be so secret. They'll be in plain sight for everyone to see, and I believe that this uh, Hoosier team will make all of us Hoosier fans happy, uh, especially when we see how different they play on both offense and defense. So let's get the season started. Okay, uh, let me introduce uh, my esteemed co-hosts for tonight. Uh, Jared will be here for segment two along with a couple of special guests. But first up. The best of you sports coaching, you know that we got them. When it comes to analytic trends, you know he can spot them. For first class bracketology, if you want the top, you got to go bottom. Bottoms. If you want the top, you got to go bottom. Bottoms. If you want the top, you've got to go bottom. If you want the top, Ladies and gentlemen, the Dusty Baker of Girls Youth Sports Coaching in Cincinnati, it's Andy Bottoms. Andy, your preseason bracketology began rolling out this week over at Inside the Hall. Uh, what, where did the Hoosiers end up, and how are you feeling heading into the season on Tuesday? Yeah, well, uh, they, uh, IU was in the, the group today. I've been rolling them out four seed lines at a time, so they were on the eight line uh, for me, close to close to a seven, but uh, in the eight line. So uh, I guess that's a good thing. I think we'd all be fairly happy with that at this point. So um, had them in there, and uh, overall, a good week. We're you know not too, not too far away from IU basketball. We were talking before we went on that uh, my daughter's uh, fifth grade team, we had three practices this week, so we're back at it as well. So basketball season is officially here, and uh, we are all excited for it for sure. Well, that is uh, always interesting time when we send out those bracketology things and, and glad that we uh, start seeing some games. But um, now making his triumphant return to the show – 
get out of the way Cause Ryan's got a hundred thousand things to say The shot doctor's gonna go off on Coach K Or how the Big Ten refs screw up every day He's a senior writer for the big lead His majesty's words are the elixir we need The only problem is he won't concede The mic to other voices even if they agree Analyzing players, finding every wrinkle He hasn't ever hosted, never lifted a finger He's got all the well, Let me quickly add just one thing about this Dude just interrupted his own jingle We needed to go full music intro to welcome you back. A lot has happened in your absence. Uh, what are you thinking as the season is just around the corner, Ryan? Uh, you know, I, I, I think it was great that they had a scrimmage. Obviously, the pickup of Ja'Kai Newton, and and I will discuss him next week. I didn't have time this week to put together a full scouting report. I did watch some film on him. Was very impressed with what I saw in certain aspects. Obviously, he's got some stuff to work on. Not a perfect player, but certainly a ton of upside there uh i think it was great the scrimmage all the scrimmage scrimmage um reports uh, seemed very positive i mean there were there was some choppiness there and some things that need to be sorted out and we'll talk about that uh, but positive that they got on the floor and played some people what i want to talk about actually though is something that will really benefit the players and that's saturday the hoosier basketball fan fest that's that our friends, the Hoosier Hysterics and the Mark Cuban Foundation are putting on. I think that is a great idea. Uh, the money, you know, the, the, the proceeds going to benefit the players uh, with this NIL stuff. I think it's fantastic. Uh, if anybody's in Bloomington, don't have anything to do on a Saturday, go support the players. That's what I can say. Uh, you're allowed to do that now. So, you know, I mean, spend the five bucks and go spend the 40 bucks if you want to, or 49 bucks and go sit close to the floor whatever i think it's an awesome awesome event that hysterics are putting on and and uh in conjunction with the mark cuban foundation and hey you know what if you didn't happen to be there in person when when coach knight came back as we were lucky enough to have happen in in 2019 or 2020 i'm sorry uh it's it's hard to know when was what isn't it guys it's just been so long uh but if you weren't there in 2020 when he came back coach knight they announced will be there too uh so to see coach knight back at uh, assembly hall uh, would be something to to spot and uh, to see and and um so i would say yeah just go support the players uh, i think it's a, a a great thing if i was in bloomington i'd be doing the same thing so uh i would encourage everybody to go and, and check that out all right all that um here's what we're going to cover this week first of all i apologize if uh, my internet's choppy i had it serviced today and uh they uh, tried to triple the speed but i guess um uh, it, it might not be working. We'll try to keep firing through, and during break, I'll try to reset some settings and everything. Uh, but uh, we have some Hoosier headlines here in segment one. We're going to talk a little bit about the scrimmage in, in segment two and three. We'll do a season preview. Uh, we'll talk about our big questions that we have for the program and our bold uh, predictions. All of that coming up this week on Assembly Call Radio. This edition of Assembly Call Radio is presented by our friends at Homefield Apparel. And in case you missed it, they just did a brand refresh for Indiana that includes three fantastic new designs. A shirt commemorating Key Smart's shot to win the 1987 National Championship, a new bison design from 1965, and an alternate version of the oval sandwich between the words Never Daunted. Each new design deserves your attention and your dollars, and first-time customers can get 15% off your with our promo code HOME. 
Yes, it's a different promo code now. H-O-M-E will get your 15% off at checkout at Home Field Apparel. Wear one for the team. Did you just order another shirt from Home Field Apparel? Uh, no, uh, Mrs. Tonsoni, I did not order. I just said the ad for Home Field Apparel, but uh, I will be ordering some shirts uh, real soon. Also, um, the season's right around the corner. Now would be a great time to join our private IU basketball discussion community at assemblycall.com backslash community. Here's what you'll get. A daily curated IU basketball discussion from the host you know and trust, our coach's corner videos, and Jared's statistical deep dives, which we don't post anywhere else, regular virtual happy hours to gather with community members on Zoom and talk IU sports, plus you can upgrade to to add Tony Adrania's IU Film Room content, which is an amazing resource filled with advanced video breakdowns. And new this year, we added a private Discord channel for live game day chatting that will be a fun way to interact throughout the year. We want it to be the premier place online for IU fans to gather online and share their Hoosier passion. So check it out and join us at assemblycall.com backslash community. That's assemblycall.com backslash community. All right, fellas, um, I'll send it over to you uh, for some scrimmage takeaways. Um, you know, you, you try to piece together some information from people who were there and, and, and tweets that you've seen and, 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 and any clips or, or pictures that you might see uh, because it was a secret scrimmage, but yet we feel that we have some pretty decent information from it. Uh, Andy, your thoughts uh, initially on, on what you've heard from the secret scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, TJD is the you know the guy who heard a lot of good things about in terms of how he played in the game, which I know a lot of people will be uh, apt to to dismiss Belmont a little bit. But wait, really? Uh, Trace Jackson Davis played well, Andy. Yeah, he played well. <laughs> but what? Yeah, you know, but I think a lot of people see like Belmont and don't really r- realize how good they should be this year. And they also have a good big guy in Nick Musinski. Uh, you know, again, mobility was likely a challenge. Uh, for him against uh, Trace Jackson Davis, but he is a guy that Belmont runs a lot of stuff through, and uh, and and so Belmont is going to be one of the better mid-major teams this season. So I guess I would caution people to totally dismiss and say, "Hey, this is just Belmont." But yeah, everything I heard that he was uh, he was fantastic, particularly in the first half. Uh, I know we were uh, I know we were talking a little bit before the show. It sounded like Ryan had uh, talked to somebody who was there and had had a little bit of scoop on a couple other guys who uh, who stood out. So I'll let you uh, I'll let you share that. Yeah, I I talked to somebody who was there, and I talked to a few people who were managed to you know I think surreptitiously get their hand on some film, uh, and and the guy who was there, and and he said something very interesting. He said he was in the Bahamas, and he watched Parker Stewart play, and thought, why did we spend so much effort going after this guy? I don't get it. You know, he he looks like a, a, a smaller college player who is stepping up and just can't fit in. He watched Parker Stewart in Louisville at the secret scrimmage and thought, oh, I get it. I get it now. This this is right. He's starting and he belongs to be starting on this team. And I see exactly the piece that he is and how he fits with the rest of the pieces and why this was a necessary thing to do. And so I think Parker Stewart impressed a lot of people with the way he played. And obviously he had been impressing the coaches because he started in the Bahamas and played a lot, but he didn't play well. And so 
you know, it could be any reason for that. I didn't shoot well, you know, and, and it could be the arena. It could be, you know, the first game action he's had in a long time, whatever. Uh, but he looked apparently very smooth, very comfortable and very confident, hit some shots and just looked like an integral piece of the offense uh, against Louisville. Um, I would also say the guy that I heard from several people who really raised eyebrows was Jordan Geronimo. And, and obviously, you know, Trace is going to be the, the guy who does the best and you're going to get race Thompson. You're going to get, you know, whatever you're going to have like the normal guys, but the people who stand out are the ones who you're not, ex- maybe not expecting to do what they did. Jordan Geronimo hit a couple threes was athletic, was guarding out on the floor. You know, I mean, that was the thing that, that people were most impressed with defensively. He was able to step out with, you know, guards and, and defend apparently. And with his length and his size, the ability to do that and have quickness and be able to recover was apparently very impressive. Uh, and the fact that he, he knocked down some shots, it, it was something they've been working on with him all off season. And, he, and he's starting to get it apparently. And then the third guy that, that uh, people talked about was uh, the guy who was my, my source who was there said, Rob Finnessy is playing as confident right now as he has, as, as he's seen him since high school. Like he has not seen him this confident in his games since high school. And so that's great news if you're Indiana. And Rob came off the bench, uh, from what I understand, and was very, very good in his time bo- on both sides of the floor and played very confident offensively, something that Indiana fans have been wanting to see for a long time, and they saw it this time. Yeah, I think Geronimo showed in spurts last year the potential to really be a great energy guy off the bench and and there were times it felt like he needed a little bit more of that and there were and i think we questioned whether archie miller should have turned to him a little bit more just to infuse some life into a team that often had very little unfortunately and uh so yeah i heard similar things about him just in terms of you know really bringing the energy off the bench so i think that's a great role for him as a sophomore uh, and then be able to build into something more over the rest of his his career uh, and just give that kind of spark off of there. And then Rob, as you said, uh, also came off the bench and and, uh, and and played well. So, yeah, those are those that lines up pretty well with the, the things that I heard, at least in terms of the guys that uh, that really stood out. You know, the the pace of play is another thing that that we're hearing is is what we want it to be um, with, with dribble out rebounds and, and, and people just pushing the ball. Uh, up the floor and and to score 77 points again the Belmont is a solid team and, and uh, to hold uh, Belmont to 66 when they run really good stuff including backdoor shoot a lot of threes so again I think the style of play is what I take away they're they're aggressive defensively with some switching and, and closing out so uh, you know I think um, I think the scrimmage was uh, a pretty solid uh indicator that this team is going to play differently at least and hopefully differently yeah. means it plays better one more thing coach they hit all 11 of their free throws i mean that's that that is huge like this team needs to be able to shoot free throws well and trace apparently shot a lot of them i didn't there was no box score available but this is just what we hear and i think that the ability to shoot free throws for this team is going to be huge because they've got two bigger guys that are probably going to be starting. They've got some wing guys who can drive a little bit. Uh, Xavier Johnson, they keep, the thing I keep hearing about him is just how aggressive he is attacking the rim. Not a shooter. Just not flat out not a shooter. But he's incredibly aggressive attacking the rim. And if he's aggressive attacking the rim, he's either one of two things are going to happen. That's going to lead to guys shading off of Trace Jackson Davis to stop the drive. And it'll leave Trace open. Or two, 
he'll be one-on-one, beat his guy, and get fouled. So the ability to step to the line and make free throws is going to be enormous for this team. It's enormous every year with every team, but you just figure with Trace, he's going to get fouled a lot. With Johnson driving, he's going to get fouled a lot. And so they've got to be able to knock down free throws. And then you've got guys like Stewart, Miller Cop, you know, guys like that who need to be able to obviously step to the line and hit their free throws as well. And you feel like they can because they've done it before. Uh, one more note, uh, a lot of people were saying that Miller Cop looked really rusty. And that, that makes sense because he's been off the floor and, and injured and hasn't really been back that long. Uh, but uh, from what I was understanding, he rimmed out a lot of open shots. Uh, but he was taking the right shots, and and every, nobody's worried about it. They feel like he'll sort of ease his way into to making those. But just he took he took a decent number of shots, and really was just not seeing them fall. Yeah, good good stuff uh, from the scrimmage. It's why you play him, get stuff on film, and move forward uh, as a program. Uh, as Ryan said earlier, the fan fest is tomorrow night. If you if you want to go out and see the Hoosiers, it's uh, just a good thing Saturday. overall. Or Saturday. Sorry, I'm already on on the weekend. Uh, and then Coach Adranya just put some really solid uh, content in the uh, our basketball community. Uh, a year long scouting report or preview of the Indiana Hoosiers, and also a scouting report on on game one for Tuesday night. Uh, so again, another reason to join the community. If you're in the community, go go look at that. That's some really solid stuff. Um, Jared Morris has joined us. Uh, Jared, uh, hello for the evening and. Uh, we're getting closer to actual basketball. How are you doing this evening? Yep. I'm doing great. By the way, my appearance tonight is sponsored by Delphi Bracketology. I just want everybody to see that. That sure I just got, got out of the wash for me, so it'll be next week. Got my week. t-shirt. I won't wear black and gold for much, but if it's to support coach, <laughs> thank you. You're looking sharp wear. tonight. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh I'm excited. Valerie says didn't Jared wash his hair? The answer to that is no, and that's why I am wearing this hat right now. <laughs> So I didn't uh, either. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, did you guys talk about Michael Durr yet? No, I we did not. Late. We did not. So that, you know, obviously a lot of exciting stuff that we've heard coming out of the scrimmage that continues to kind of be the concern. I know I saw a couple people in the chat Yeah, and he wasn't expected to play in the no. scrimmage. But man, you know, I you know, we've talked about this a lot. I don't think he's a guy that you're going to rely on for big minutes. But he's a guy that once you get into Big Ten play with all those big guys, you're going to need him. Yeah, and I really he's, feel he's like necessary. I, I think he's the difference between one or two, maybe three wins in Big Ten play. I really do. Him being healthy, <laughs> um, just thinking back to you know the the impact that Joey Bronx injury last year made. So hoping that he can get back and get ready because I think we're really going to need his depth, his experience um, down low. And so it stinks that we haven't gotten to see him. But hopefully, taking it slow with him will pay dividends, and he'll be able to get back out there because. Going to need him. And the other thing, Tamar Bates sat out too, uh, hopefully for just a minor injury in the scrimmage. Um, that that I don't think uh, we shared. So, um, well, we'll ask thoughts? him tomorrow. Recording any, a new recording a new inside scoop with him tomorrow. So be looking for that in the feed. Excellent, excellent. Any other thoughts about uh, the preseason scrimmage or the fan fest uh, going forward before we bring on some more guests in segment number two? FanFest sounds like it'll be awesome. So anybody who's in town, you know, go. I know a lot of people from our community are going to be going. I saw Valerie's got courtside seats. So by nice. the way, if you're in the community, I started a thread. It would be awesome to get all the assembly call folks who were there together for like a group picture or something, or even if just a few of you get together, like let us know. That'd be great stuff to, you know, to see in the community, to see all you guys together 
um, you know, if I didn't live a thousand miles away, uh, I would, you know, I would try to be there. It's the exact myself. event I would love to go to. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks like. Send us your reports. Great, great one. Send us what what, what you right. see and what yeah, you notice. So, okay, coming up on Assembly yep. Call Radio, uh, we have a special announcement, and then it's our final preseason discussion of the offseason, featuring our biggest questions and boldest predictions as we head into Mike Woodson's first season. Stick with us here on the Assembly Call. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's going on? It's Christian Wofford. What's the only thing better than an epic buzzer beater? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join my guys, Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on the assembly call after every IU game. Go Hoosiers. Welcome back to the assembly call. And how do you keep up with the fire hose of information that comes out almost every day about IU basketball? It's crazy during the offseason, and it's about to get even crazier here starting on Tuesday, but we've got your back. We send out a free weekly email newsletter on Sunday mornings. It rounds up the most important and interesting IU basketball stories from the previous week to keep you up to date on your Hoosiers. Over 8,000 of your fellow IU fans are on the list, and we want you to be on there too. So go to join.assemblycall.com to subscribe for free right now. That's join.assemblycall.com. You can also text IU to 66866. That's IU to 66866. Okay, I'm the coach Brian Tonsoni here with a plethora of incredible minds uh, about to share some basketball knowledge. Um, That was the word of the day in the library uh, for today. Uh, Quite impressive, I believe. But we're going to send it over to Jared Morris for um, an announcement. Yeah, look at this. We got six of us. We were joking that we're close to having a game of, you know, Hoosier Wood Squares uh, here. If we just had a few more people and who knows, maybe maybe in the future, this uh, this gathering of India, old school Indiana basketball podcasters will have more people. Um, but I'm really excited tonight uh, to make an announcement. This is something that we've been kind of teasing at different points this offseason. We've certainly been talking uh, about it a lot and had kind of hoped to have some things ironed out maybe earlier in the offseason. But, you know, as happens, sometimes things take a little bit longer. Uh, and so we're, you know, right here a couple of days before the season uh, ready to do it. But that is our friends from Crimson Caster here, the OG Indiana sports podcasters. I mean, truly the godfathers of Indiana sports podcasting, Scott and Galen. Uh, And we're really excited tonight because, you know, instead of just being 
fellow podcasters, we are now kind of coming together to form a network. Um, and, you know, don't worry, our individual shows are going to stay the same. Assembly Call will stay the same with, you know, our hosts and Crimson Cast is going to stay the same. But we're coming together under one umbrella uh, for a few different reasons. But it all boils down to it's going to benefit us. And most importantly, we think it's going to benefit you guys as the audience members. Um, you know, because for any type of partnership like this to work, the, the people who are in the partnership, it has to complement each other. And so, you know, we kind of looked at this and obviously we have focused a lot on basketball uh, and all of us are, you know, remote. Um, and, you know, Galen and Scott obviously do a lot of basketball, but they do football too and also have a presence in Bloomington. And so we're really hoping that by, you know, kind of coming together, working closer together, uh, there's some logistics things, you know, we'll be able to share expenses. We'll be able to sell ads together and do some stuff on the back end that you'll never know about, but it benefits us. But most importantly for you guys, I think it's going to allow our two shows to provide a better experience. You know, we have a private discussion community that is focused a lot on basketball with Scott and Galen getting in there more. We'll be able to have more football discussion in there. Um, you know, we do a lot of live events on Zoom. Galen and Scott are able to host live events in person, and we want to be able to partner with them to do more of that stuff uh, together. Um, you know, and obviously continue to fill in on each other's shows and see where it goes from there. So tonight we're, you know, uh, announcing the launch of what we're calling the Back Home uh, Network. So you'll start to hear uh, at the beginning of every show, kudos to Bob Thompson uh, for getting us the little little musical intro with those very recognizable notes uh, from the song Back Home Again in Indiana. And it's really, you know, our whole idea behind naming it that was obviously the song, which is recognizable. But also the fact that we hope that our shows give folks the feeling of being back home because, you know, we both have global audiences, people all over the place from, you know, Bloomington to, you know, the forest reaches of the globe. And when you listen to our show, we want you to feel like you're back home. And it's interesting. We actually got a random email from a listener who had no idea that we were doing, you know, this network and basically said, like, you know, I love listening to you guys. It makes me feel like I'm back home. And you know, I forwarded that to everybody. And it's like, that's what we're going for. So I'm really excited. There's a lot that is going to happen in the future. This is kind of a soft launch. Like we don't even have our logo done yet. Although uh, John Ringer, uh, who redesigned our assembly call logo, which we'll be showing you guys, he's putting together something for the back home network. And so you'll see all of that. But we just kind of wanted to announce that. So that as you see that stuff start to happen, uh, you will uh, you'll kind of know what's going on. But but that said, you know, let's let's get some thoughts from uh, from Galen and Scott. And on behalf of all our guys, we're just really excited. That this is happening. You know, we've looked up to you guys, respected you guys, enjoyed working with you guys. And I'm really excited for what we can do now, you know, working together more formally. Well, thanks, Jared. And, and thanks to, to Ryan and Andy and, and coach and everybody involved with things. I mean, we're thrilled about this as well. Um, I mean, these, I think these podcasts and, and more than that, just all of the things that go around the podcast, the community really belong together. And, you know, we've been giving our various commentaries, uh, separately or on each other's shows for, for quite a while now. And I'm really thrilled because I think IU fans deserve a place where they can go and feel good about being IU fans. And whether that's basketball or football uh, or any of the other sports that we will will jump in and talk about on occasion, uh, you know, I, I think the idea of of having places where you can go and 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 hear honest commentary, you know, I mean, we we're not really big into sugarcoating things, as, as anybody who's listened over the years know, but we're also trying to be fair, and uh, you know, we've we've tried to build an attitude and and a reality around this thing 
where we can connect with people who, whether they're here in Bloomington, like I am, or all across the country or all across the world, have a touchstone, have a point online where they can go and, and hear about IU, talk about IU sports, and, and feel like they're part of something bigger. And so Jared had a great idea over the summer that we talked about uh, regarding the back home network, and there's some cool aspects to it that I know he'll get into. But uh, I know, you know, Scott and I started the podcast thing back in 2007 on on a a long forgotten blog uh, where we were, I think, just talking NFL stuff. And at one point, Scott was like, "Hey, you know, we should start an IU podcast. Nobody else is doing it." And uh, gosh, who would have expected that we would be at the point that we're at right now? So, Scott, I don't know if you have anything you wanted to say, but I'm just thrilled, and I'm really excited to be. Uh, involved in this and and to be involved in this partnership with you guys yeah with all the og old stuff i should be like what'd you say sonny like what'd you say my speech to text isn't working no i'm i echo everything galen said you know it's i've i've mentioned this a couple different times i think here's a perfect time to mention it when galen and i started this in 0708 the the initial thought was we wanted to do a virtual call-in show after basketball games it's kind of one of the real ideas we had we just didn't terrible idea Terrible yeah. idea to we, take we didn't, have, we didn't have the uh, technology to do it. We also didn't have the ability to kind of do things on a regular basis, as Crimson Cast fans know well. Um, so, you know, once you guys started, it was like, I, that's exactly what this, this fan base needs. I'm so happy. I mean, and as Galen said, I think it's kind of a, a great synergy that we provide kind of different coins and different ways of looking at IU basketball. But we all look at it, you know, in the end with, with – with love for IU basketball, we all want to be in a in a space. We want to, you know, I think having this community is is just fantastic. And so, yeah, I mean, big thanks to Jared for kind of pulling this all together. Um, and I will say I just kind of finished putting together a, a podcast that Jared and I did, and I put the little music intro before, and it sounds awesome. Like, it's just, it's great. I love the back home again stuff. It's it's fantastic. So I, I, I love the fact that we're kind of bringing this all together. Um, and then, yeah, you know, fans of Assembly Call, get ready for three and a half hour podcast. We're bringing Crimson Cast alive. Just we're going three and a half hours, and uh, let, let's go. The, uh, the the unabridged podcast is is certainly like that's that's where we're headed at this point. Yes. Yeah. So let me. So j- just to be clear on something, because Kathy has a good question. So will the podcast be combined? So no. The podcasts are staying individual, right? The Assembly Call is its own thing. The post game show is Assembly Call Radio. That's going to be its own thing, but it'll just be a little bit easier for Galen or Scott to fill in as they've already done. Crimson Cast will be its own thing. The individual brands, the individual shows are staying the same. It's just going to allow us to work closer together and the community is coming together. So, you know, it'll be the same place, assemblycall.com slash community. That URL may change, you know, names and logos may change, but, you know, the place where you go and the stuff that we do in there will stay the same it'll just get better and we'll expand and do more stuff. You know, we've already had conversations about, you know, one of the things we want to do with this network is add new shows as we move forward. So that's going to be, you know, one of the things that we're going to be, you know, working together to do and we'll be able to, you know, kind of layer our different expertises and experiences and contacts to be able to do that. Um, You know, we're in the next couple of weeks, you'll see we'll be announcing that we're going to be launching our own community coin. Um, and so and I won't get into all the details now, but you know, that's something to be, you know, to be on the lookout for, um, and we'll give you all the details there. And we also should mention that we of course have a presenting sponsor for the network, which is home field apparel and their support in being able to, you know, obviously, you know, their financial support is huge and just their backing and confidence in what we're doing. And I think, you know, Galen, we had a call with Connor and he was essentially like, yes, 
just yes, you know, like whatever you guys are planning, I want to be a part of it. And having that support from them is awesome. But, you know, if you like one of our shows and don't like the other one, you'll be able to continue to listen to that one show and it won't change. You know, um, all those things will uh, will stay the same. We want to keep our unique perspectives, our unique brands, all of that stuff. But where it makes sense to come together uh, and, and work together, you know, we'll be able to do that in a more formal way. Yeah. One thing, Jared, that that got me excited about this was the prospect of live shows for people who go to games you know like come over to wherever we're at and we'll just be hanging out maybe do a show or something and obviously we're not all in bloomington but but the prospect of maybe doing some regular some more regular stuff with that because we always have the meetup once a year and it's great to interact with people but the ability to maybe you know do something after a game that's sponsored under this umbrella with maybe we're not all there, but somebody's there and you can meet there and do this and, and have an event is, is pretty great. And I think that that's because connecting with the fans is, is my favorite part. Uh, Jen wants to know, can we get a Scott and Ryan podcast hour? Now, do you want that moderated or unmoderated? Yeah. Unmoderated <laughs> would be dangerous. Yeah. We, we did that. We, you and I did a podcast. It was the no, the co-pilots only no pilots. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go. And yeah, uh, you know what? I thought it was great. So yeah, there. See, okay, and and you know, there's a conversation in the chat. You know, I think I saw you know Jeff and Kathy. They just started talking about you know potentially doing a post game show for the women's team. We want our network to be able yeah. to help launch something like that. If that's something that community members want to do, you know, I am so excited about what we've been able to do with with the Grace Burger show and having Coach Marlowe, you know, get the opportunity to host that, and he's doing an amazing job. You know, we really view this as a real community. And when there are opportunities to, you know, for community members who have been around and, you know, get excited about that kind of stuff, we want to be able to do more of that stuff. And working together, you know, we'll be able to, to do that even more. So, you know, again, this is it's kind of a soft launch. There's still a lot of details to come. Like in the immediate, you won't really notice any difference except for the little musical tone at the beginning but we've got a lot of things that are planned and we wanted to let you know that it's coming. Cause obviously once the season starts, things start kind of happening fast and we probably can't take this much time to talk about it. Um, but we're all really excited about it and we can't wait to see, um, you know, what it'll do obviously helping us work together, but also just bringing you guys more and better Indiana content and a better and more full and rich community experience. Um, so that's it. Really excited about it. Andy, I think you and me and Coach have to get hats according to like the way the rest of this panel looks right now. Like, we've already, I mean, we're already I, splitting I, into hats and no hats in this camp. We we got to find ways to, to come together a bit more. We are at three distinct uh, lengths of hair though between the three of us, so we are kind of like a you know beginning, middle, and end type scenario there. So I feel like that's good. We really yeah, we're already you know, we're already tribing up. It's like Survivor. Wow, yeah, I, need I really to, I don't want to get voted out. Yeah, I don't want to stay uh, on the island. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you guys getting started in 2007, really playing the long game. And for us, we obviously wanted to wait right until, uh, uh, you know, this this IU football season to to really join up with the uh, the preeminent IU football podcasters. So uh, the timing just could not be could better. Could not be better. We are bringing a solid dozen people that listen to the most recent <laughs> football podcast at this point. Yeah, we're we're at our apex. Uh, Last thing yeah. I want to mention: uh, Megan says paperwork coming. Megan is in charge of all paperwork uh for the new network so we appreciate having megan on our side and the other thing to mention too is you know tony adrania is part of this as well yeah. uh, and bring in his iu film room like that's the kind of thing that we're looking to do where it's like hey tony is kind of building his own thing over here with iu film room but look that complements what we're doing 
let's bring this together, make it, a, you know, again, a more rich experience for everybody. So that's the kind of stuff that we want the network to do. And, you know, Tony is, is a part of it right along with us. So, so yeah. All right. Should we talk some basketball? Right, that's why people yeah, let's are here. Talk let's talk some basketball. <laughs> Andy, Andy's ready for basketball. <laughs> well, I, well, I also have to finish writing up the one through four seeds for inside the hall tomorrow. So that, that much to my chagrin is not writing itself at this point. So <laughs> when do we get a bottoms bracketology shirt? I don't know. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get my I'll get my staff on that right away. <laughs> well, speaking I, I of might hats, have we to uh, crimson cast hats and uh, some. I, I, I will say this just to kind of bridge football to basketball. Not not that anybody here was advocating for keeping Archie at the end of the year, but it is it is interesting being in a spot now. Like, just imagine if football is still where it's at, but the only variable change. Like, imagine if Archie was still the coach. Just how depressing IU athletics would be versus where we are now with kind of being excited for Woodson. Like it is for all, for the people who were at the time, be like, you can't fire Archie. You got to keep them. Like imagine if football was doing what it did now. And we were still looking at this team with Archie. Like it is, it is great that we dab Woodson. That at least we are now excited about basketball. I don't know if this network happens, if that's the case. Let's be honest. That's, that is not an exaggeration. Actually. Both, both podcasts might've folded by this point. Instead, yeah. here we are and we're living in prosperity. I mean, and, so yeah. And by the way, guys, I'd just, like to just thank Scott Dolson personally for keeping yeah. us alive. Yes. So, so, so we're add the, the, uh, the Alabama network. Hey, roll tide, baby. So Crimson Cast started in 2007. And on Tuesday, we start our 11th season of Assembly Call. Yeah, That's amazing. insane. Things, incredible. It's And it's funny, too, because and it's like this particular moment in time as we get into basketball, it's um, – you know, it felt like nobody listened to podcasts for years. And then like three or four years ago, it's like everybody flipped a switch and started listening. And, you know, I've, I've always been impressed with assembly call and, and the, the dedicated people that listen after every game. I think that's, that's always been such an awesome thing to observe and, and occasionally be a part of. And this is essentially now the second time that we've had a hard reset on IU basketball during like the prosperity era of podcasting. Yeah. And, <laughs> It feels more sustainable. I don't know about you guys, but living here in Bloomington, like the vibe is different now. Totally different before. vibe. And I'm I'm really excited uh, to see when we plug this baby into the wall whether the lights come on. So yeah, yeah. I like everything about that. There we go. Starts on Tuesday, everybody. That's right. So All what right, are, are we ready? Let's do it. Time for some preview content. Ah, yes. All right, let's go. We're going to talk right now about uh, your biggest question that you're looking to have answered or the biggest question you think this uh, team has in, in trying to make it back to the tourney and being competitive in the Big Ten. Andy, we'll start with you. What's your biggest question about Indiana basketball uh, as the season starts on Tuesday? I mean, to me, it's uh, we've, we've beat this drum pretty hard over the last few years, but who can step up and make? outside shots. Uh, I mean, you look back at, uh, I did this today, much to my dismay, but I mean, three point shooting percentage, the last four years, 32.2, 31.2, 32.6, 32.4, all of them rank in the bottom half of, of college basketball. And if, and we can be excited about all the guys that have come in that we think can help solve that problem, whether it's Parker Stewart or Miller cop or Tamar Bates, uh, whoever, whoever it may be, um, we need to see it because I think if they can't turn that around, it doesn't open up as many things for trace. Uh, we've seen 
we've seen what it looks like if they don't turn that around. So that to me is the, uh, the big question for sure. Ryan. I mean, Andy took shooting and I think that's the obvious one, but I'm, I'm curious about the defense. I'm curious what the defense will be. It's no longer the pack line. So what is it going to look like? Uh, is it going to be, you know, an aggressive man to man? Are they going to do some some full court pickups? Like, how how is Mike Woodson going to run his defense? We've gotten a lot of sort of platitudes about being aggressive and all of that stuff. But we don't know really what he's going to run. And in the NBA, you change the way you run your defense pretty much every year based on your personnel. And so it's it's not always the same defense. I'm curious if he's going to create a system that his players have to adapt to, or he's going to try and adapt it to what he's got on the floor. And some coaches do a combination of both, but we really don't know what the defense is going to be. And, and, and I think it's going to be more of a, you know, aggressive up on you defense, as opposed to sort of the layback and just prevent drives defense that we've seen the last few years. But at the same time, if that's the case, you're going to create driving lanes and you're going to create openings and how do you recover and all of that stuff. So I think, I think I'll go with the defense. I'm really just curious to see how these pieces fit together. And also to be fair, the defense probably won't look like what it's supposed to look like for quite a while because there's so many new pieces. So, and a new system. So we may not get that answer Tuesday night, but I think that we'll start to sort of get an idea of what they're kind of going for as the season moves. You know, Ryan, you, you bring up an interesting thing, you know, um, Illinois tried to play pressure defense steals and everything and just got driven like crazy and then Underwood changed you that's something I want to see what level of pressure can you guard to bounce can the guards you know cop and and Parker Stewart and Tamar Bates we're all excited about their offense but can they guard the bounce because if you can't guard guard the bounce in college it creates uh rotation and uh three-point shooters post alley-oops all kinds of stuff so the ability to guard the bounce I think is really good. Uh, Jared, your biggest question for the Indiana basketball program. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to echo what Andy said, and this is the one I've been thinking about a lot as the season gets closer, which is, you know, is this team actually going to be more efficient from three-point range? I, I think Indiana, regardless, I think Indiana is going to use the three-point line better because I think we'll take more. We have enough capable guys that I think we'll be able to get more points from the three-point line and kind of be more of a threat to create space. But I think we spent so much time on this show, and rightfully so, talking about all the things that Armand Franklin and Al Durham couldn't do last year, that sometimes we forget about what they could do, which is shoot threes at a pretty good clip. You know, and for a team that shot 32 point something percent, you know, those two guys on 185 attempts shot greater than 40% combined. And there are no obvious like guys to step in. Now, Parker Stewart does have a season where he hit 38%. We're hoping he's a guy that can do it. You know, Miller Cop has one season where he hit 39, but some other seasons where he fell down. And other than that, you know, you're counting on guys like Xavier Johnson and Rob Finnessy and, and other guys who have not been great shooters. So I think theoretically, it all sounds good that the shooting will be better. And if I had to bet one way or the other, I do think we'll shoot better percentage-wise from three. But I just think I want to try to be careful that it's not going to be quite as easy to replace what Armand and Al did from behind the line as we think. And so I think Indiana, even if their three-point shooting from a percentage-wise is stagnant, I think we can still you know, be fine and have a floor of making the NCAA tournament because we'll get more points from transition and other ways. But for this team to actually hit its ceiling and get up into fifth, fourth, third in the Big Ten, they're going to need to shoot 35, 36, 37%. And I'm just not sold that we have the personnel to do that yet. I hope that, you know, that's why it's a question. I hope that they prove me wrong. 
but I'm just trying to be cautious and remember that, you know, the two guys who were leaving, they hit a pretty good clip of their threes. Galen, uh, the question you have about Indiana basketball. I'm going to start at a different level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs for this team. You're all talking about. Okay, Mr. Professor. He's going to shoot better. Are they going to hit from three? The big question for this team is, will there be joy? Will there be self-esteem? Will they believe in themselves? Will they want to play basketball with each other? Because I got to tell you, I've watched this IU team for the last like six years. And half the time they look like they'd rather be, you know, at the, at the hyper rather than being on the assembly hall floor. And I think in some cases they probably actually have wanted to be at the hyper instead. Uh, it has been a team that has played functionally good defense. They've been a top 50 defense the last three years. Uh, practically speaking, it hasn't made that much of a difference because they haven't been able to shoot. Is that because they lack skill or is it because they've lacked that level of self-esteem and verve that you need to play the game with joy? I think you look around at the teams that have played well in the NCAA tournament, the teams that have, have won conference championships across, uh, across college basketball, and it's been teams that seem to like each other and seem to like playing basketball. And wow, that would be amazing to watch. And so for me, I look at the guys that are coming back and I look at the guys that are coming in and it is, it is a mixed group. I mean, this is, this is the era of roster, a lack of roster continuity. Uh, there's a lot of new pieces to plug in. A lot of people are going to be playing roles. We're not used to a lot of that is going to revolve around whether they have the self-confidence and whether they have uh, a, a level of, of like, or love with each other and with the coaching staff to be able to go and do it on a night in night out basis. And so to me, that's the big thing. Can Mike Woodson bring that atmosphere, that attitude, everything we've heard that the players have said so far this off season, the things Trace Jackson Davis has said, uh, the things we've heard from other players just about the overall atmosphere of the team. It sounds like a 180 degree difference. That's my big question. Cause you know, we, we hear that sometimes and it doesn't pan out. If it pans out here, I think, that this team has a much higher potential, a much higher ceiling than they would have otherwise. And Scott, uh, Scott, Scott's going to go even lower on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Do they have shelter? <laughs> will Will Assembly Hall not not will rafters not fall from the from the or will panels not fall from the rafters? Will, will there they be have a trading food? table? Yes. That's right. <laughs> Wow! Didn't expect um, that line of humor tonight, but here no, we go. no, no. Yeah, I, I, check uh, check Maslow on your bingo card if you have that, please. Um, what I would say is um, my Jared shot caller is going off, so I'm going to do some uh, back home network synergy. This is something that he and I talked about on Crimson Cast a little bit ago. You know, I, I'm excited to see a um, an NBA NBA style offense and how that looks. And specifically, I'm really focused on Trace Jackson Davis. And here is why is that a lot of people are talking about, you know, where Indiana can finish in the big 10. I think that's obviously important, you know, Indiana making it to the tournament this year. Again, that's going to be awesome if we can get to the dance, but I think a real important and, and key thing is, can we get to a point and can Mike Woodson build an offense that gets trashed chase Trace Jackson Davis drafted in the NBA because you got a guy who's an all-American he came back not to go play in Germany or Greece or the MBDL he came back to get better to play in the NBA and I think that if we can start playing an offense that shows his skills um in a way that'll get him drafted I think it's going to be a very big key chip that Mike Woodson can use for future recruits um and I, I will pose this question out this is what I pose on uh, Crimson Cast as well 
um, we're at a point in, in a world where Trace Jackson Davis is one of our best players who is a preseason All-American who has attempted zero three-point shots in his career in, in Indiana University. Um, I watch a little bit of NBA. Uh, the three-point shot, last I checked, is kind of important in the NBA. Um, my question is this. Which is going to happen first? Trace Jackson Davis both attempting and making a three-point shot or Indiana football winning a Big Ten game this year. My money is on Trace Jackson Davis getting it done in one of the first two games this year, but I open that up to the rest of my network family. I agree. <laughs> 100% agree. Hey, he's got to be he's got to be able to shoot the ball, so why not uh, find some spots to 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 let it fly. Uh so I I think I think you're right because the other alternative with the football team is uh at least a couple weeks away maybe uh at, at the earliest um i guess for me a lot of questions you guys had i have those same questions i'm going to add uh rotation and minutes uh, and specifically uh what's going to happen with post depth uh with michael durr uh the hearing that he's been injured um you know how are they going to divvy that up so race can play at his best uh, without getting tired at the end of games or tired at the uh, end of season? I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is what I meant. I thought he get he got tired at points uh, in, inside games and throughout the season, and I think finding someone to eat some, some valuable minutes and to be able to come in when he is in foul trouble uh, to, to not have a drop-off, uh, that, that five spot, that backup dunk him, that's going to be a question that uh, I would like to see. Any other thoughts on uh, the, the the questions for this program going forward before we take a break and then come back with some predictions? Anything else? I think I think for me the other one is is what really happens with the point guard position. I, I think you're everybody is looking uh, a great deal at Xavier Johnson getting the keys to the offense first, and I think that is what will happen and what makes sense. Um, but how that gets divvied up between he and, and Rob Finnessy and Christian Lander over the course of the season, I think will be really interesting. It, it, you know, that that's been another huge challenge for this team in recent years in terms of getting into offense, getting the ball court fast enough, doing all those things and just, you know, not really having a steady point guard since Yogi graduated. Um, you know, can one of those guys really take the reins and latch on to that position, uh, and be able to, to be the guy, uh, in that role would be, huge for the uh for the team and for the offense yeah one other thing from from my vantage point i want to see how coach woodson handles adversity within the game uh does he sit someone down uh what's his use of timeouts uh is he a two foul uh automatic sit guy to uh annoy jared um you know what what kind of strategy does what 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 do they do coming out of timeouts Th those kinds of things are all, always important in 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 wins and losses so um, G Gerard is going to sour quickly on the Woodson area if he's the uh, two foul auto bench guy. I feel like we can do. Please look at it, look coach. at his look. We can do a a, a whole segment. Oh, his, he's, he's so petrified. His video has frozen. frozen. Yeah, his camera. Yeah, he's either incredibly angry at the notion of auto benching someone, <laughs> or his or his video is frozen, look or maybe that, both. Look at look at that stare. Can you man. hear me, or am I? Is my audio gone too? I, we can hear you. <laughs> we can yeah, hear we can, you. But, oh wow! But I think we that's can hear the look. You, but that, you're, that, that look, it that expresses look, so many emotions at the look, same time. Yeah. I can't even process it. That, that look is the new logo of the network, by the way. There folks. it is. So it's done. <laughs> there it is. It's just that look right there is the base level of Maslow's hierarchy. Of <laughs> <laughs> 
What is wrong with my video? This is it's like on a ten second delay. This is ridiculous. It's did you did you update your internet today? Maybe, maybe this is it's crazy. Uh, gone there. But all right, coming up in our third segment, um, we'll write a mediocre wrong from last week, and then we'll continue with our season preview by issuing our bold predictions for the 2021-22 season. So stick around with us here on the Assembly Call. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. It's Ethan Happ, and I never listen to the assembly call, especially the episodes that Ryan is on. Hello, everyone. I'm the coach, Brian Tonsoni, and it's good that uh, Ethan Happ no longer listening because it's better to have Ryan back. Um, so, so long, Ethan. Uh, may your Wisconsin Badgers fall to 11th in the Big Ten. Um, that would be great. But it's Damn. segment three, and now it's time for some questions. But last week, we did have uh, a mediocre question from Jay Horry um, after he was called out by Jared on Twitter, and then Jared forgot to add it to the run sheet. Um, so, we're going to... Um, Correct that uh, right now. It's not that good, but it's not that bad. It's Jay's mediocre question. All right. Uh, what's the one thing that's prevalent in the NBA game that you'd like to see Coach Woodson implement at Indiana? And also, what's the one thing another college team does that you'd like to see Woodson try with this IU roster? Ryan, uh, you get first dibs. Uh, an the NBA and a college thing that you'd like to see Woodson implement. This is this is a trick question by Jay because the answer is the same, and it's something Indiana hasn't done in a long time. Weaponize the three-point line. They do it in the NBA. Some other colleges are starting to pick up on it. We've discussed it tonight, how it changes your efficiency as an offense. Weaponize the three-point line. Find guys who can do that moving forward, not even just this year, but find guys who can do that moving forward. It's the way the game's moving. And at some point, there might be a swing back where there's back-to-the-basket post guys are valuable because nobody has them or something like that. But right now, 
weaponize the three-point line. That's what the NBA teams figured out. The Warriors did it. Now everybody does it. And NBA and college basketball teams are starting to do it as well. So that that's that's what I think is the answer there. Scott? Yeah, I mean, Ryan, that's the answer. I was going to say make three-pointers. Shoot three-pointers and make three-pointers. I would love to see that. What's funny is when you go – I was just about to pull it up. The, the year that Woodson won the uh, the the Atlantic – in the NBA with the Knicks, they actually took, I think, the second most threes of any team that season. And when you look at the roster, it's not like, oh, they had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. It's like they had like J.R. Smith and, I mean, Carmelo. But it's like they had a team of guys who was not like who you'd expect to be. Carmelo didn't shoot, th- Carmelo didn't shoot threes then either. Yeah. Didn't I, they have Josh J.R. Smith? Or was that I, or was that with the Knicks? That was with he had, the okay, Hawks, sorry. I think. I think it was, was yeah, the Hawks. Josh Smith with the Hawks. Yeah, it's J.R. Smith. Yeah. But I mean, um, he, he'll always be part of the IU family, Jerry. Always part of the IU family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was grad, trying to set up that joke. And I just, I, I, IU grad Josh Smith, him and Knight. Just wanted to shoehorn him in there. I, yeah, I could tell where you're going. But no, it's it's make, it's make shooting threes, making threes, um, and just having a, a modern offense. And for what, you know, for other colleges I'd like to look at, you know, it was funny in March when we were kind of shopping all these other teams, we're watching Alabama. It's like, oh, maybe Oates will be our coach. And it's like every other team that I watch, it's like, wow, I like their offense better than what we have now. And it was, whether it was Alabama or Texas Tech or Baylor or, you know, um, Musselman with Arkansas, like any other team, it's like, wow, doesn't really matter. I liked it. So any of those offenses, like really just pick one, any of them, I like them better than what we had. But yeah, I mean, shooting threes is, is I think that's the answer to the question. Galen. Uh, oh, Andy, if you want to go, please go ahead. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with the uh, with something different for the NBA thing. And I, I don't know how this would work in college because I think the quarter structure allows for this a, a decent amount in the NBA. Uh, but the way that teams kind of have set groups that are playing together a little bit more and the the rotations are a little bit more planned out. Obviously, you have to be able to adapt to that at times. But I do think there's value in continuity of having guys on the court with similar groups of players more often that they, they develop some chemistry and do that. Uh, the answer to the second question of what is one thing another college team does you'd like to see what's and try. Uh, I would say win conference tournament games. Um, I've heard that other people are doing that um, in my experience, but I would, uh, I would really like IU to try it. And I've heard this. It might be a say? myth, but I've heard that the big 10 tournament, now guys stick with me. They play on Saturday <laughs> And and on Sunday that like they the teams stay in Indianapolis or Chicago and like they actually play other games in the Big Ten tournament banner. I know it's weird. I swear, like I haven't seen Bigfoot. I don't see ghosts, but I've heard this rumor that you can play Big Ten tournament games on Saturday and Sunday. Um, I don't believe it. I I'll have to check Wikipedia on that because that just that's a bit wild. Um, first answer the first question. I'll go a little bit different direction than the other guys have and say manage roster turnover effectively for a year uh you know i mean you've got short-term contracts you got guys coming and leaving you've got free agents leaving you've got draft picks coming in in the nba you've got a roster that's in flux all the time and and i feel like iu has struggled mightily over the last decade to to really be able to manage the comings and goings of the roster and so it's it's a little bit of a stretch but uh woodson dealing with that sort of thing consistently i feel like he might be better prepared to handle this era of college basketball where you do have a lot more movement and you've got transfers and and people coming in and out. And so I think he's going to need that rather than getting all wrapped up all the time in recruiting and who, what the recruiting rankings are and how you're comparing. 
You saw that with the Tamar Bates thing this this summer, where you, okay, you plucked some of X, Y, and Z that happened. So a little more flexibility there would be good. And as far as the other college thing, I mean, I guess the the big thing I would say is it'd be nice to see IU look like a program that's playing with um, like, like like having fun. Uh, and this is kind of tied into the self-confidence thing, but like I've, I've seen other teams, much like Scott's mythical, like Saturday and Sunday of the uh, big 10 tournament thing. I've seen other teams uh, be fun to watch and, and, you know, like dunk the ball regularly on, on fast breaks and, and push tempo occasionally and, and shoot long shots. Uh, I feel like we might be able to integrate a little bit of, of entertainment into IU basketball and actually still win games at the same time. So that, that led wacky, but let's try it. But, but if you do that, then what are the old people at assembly hall going to do? And they, they can't yell, shoot it, like shoot it. Well, if you, if they, if the team shoots fast enough, I know it's then, crazy. Then, then maybe they'll, their brains, it'll just take a while for them to catch up. I think it'll be actually awesome. Um, it'd be, it'd be cool to, sh- can you, can you shoot like, before the shot clock hits 15 is that a, is that a possibility let's let's give that a try and see if perhaps it works jared yeah everyone real quick it goes back to something that ryan said and it's be more versatile on defense um and adapt your defense to the personnel instead of trying trying to stick square pegs into round holes how many times do we have to see joey brunk trying to hedge a ball screen simply because that's what the defense called for even if the personnel did not suggest that this was the best system to run. So being able to actually adapt your defense from season to season, personnel grouping to personnel grouping, you know, because you have some solid principles, but then you can switch and you can do some things. I would love to see that. And in terms of what I'd like to see other colleges do, Illinois has beaten Purdue three times in the last two years. Let's try that. For me, I'm going basketball nerd. I'd like to see how he's going to guard the ball screens. Uh, the NBA does some three-man switching um, on the backside of ball screen coverages where they leave the four-man in to take a roll, uh, and so the perimeters can rotate uh, more towards the three-point shooter. It gets old seeing uh, you know, that – that pick and roll and the, and the guard stays inside and then people are scrambling out to the three. Golden State has done that in the past. Woodson is renowned for coming up with new ball screen defenses when he was in the NBA. So I'd like to see him bring that to, to IU. And again, not everything that everyone else has said, um, score more points, play at a pace that's collegiate, uh, entertaining, uh, fun to watch, um, uh, you know, and, um, that's just uh, college basketball, uh, I, I think. So um, it's time now, though, for our bold predictions. Um, and you can go any way, any direction you want. You can go individual, you can go team, uh, but make it bold. And, Scott, uh, we'll come to you first. Uh, what's your bold prediction for this year's Hoosiers? I think that's a great question. Um, I, I think that – they're going to make the NCAA tournament, which, um, I mean, it sounds funny, That's it? but <laughs> I mean, dude, we haven't made it in five years. So yeah, I'll allow it. I'll it, allow it. It does it's, qualify. I mean, that's, that's relatively bold. I think we're going to have multiple sellouts at assembly hall. I think assembly hall is going to be a really tough place to play. Um, I haven't done the full season breakdown, but I, I can see us getting a couple of scalps at assembly hall is going to try and pick a team. I had just closed down 
Um, but yeah, I think that I think Trace Jackson Davis will get drafted in the first round. And I think that we're going to make the NCAA tournament, which I know doesn't sound bold, but um, I mean, we haven't done it in five years. So, you know, it's I was listening to an, uh, something else, another pod, sorry. But, you know, no one on this roster has played an NCAA tournament game, which is just kind of mind boggling. But it is like those are the realities when you don't make the tournament for four years. So um, that's unfortunately a very sad, um, bold one. But I'll, I'll go bolder next year and say like, we'll win the Big Ten. And I think I think we'll win the Big Ten in three years. There you go. Wow. Galen, your bold okay. prediction. Double by Big Ten tournament. Um, I, I, and there you go. You heard it here first. I, I, as this I look at getting better, as I look at this conference, I think Indiana still has some selling to do, but there's some teams that are way overrated in this conference right now. Like people are picking Illinois third, Illinois, I think will finish eighth in the conference this year. That team just screams overrated as hell. Uh, this is where it all falls apart. You know, two thirds of Brad Underwood's staff is coaching for John Calipari, Right now, I mean, there's some real distinct issues there. And then you look at the other teams that IU has uh, to, to overcome if you take, you know, the rankings. Michigan State was not good last year by any stretch of the imagination, and they just lost their best assistant coach. Uh, you know, well, maybe. But um, Maryland, do we, have we learned nothing about Mark Turgeon in however many years he's been coaching at Maryland? Why would you put your trust in that gentleman? Uh, and and then you you're know, talking you're talking coach's language now. You're getting <laughs> going after Turgeon. Um, and that, if that you point, if you throw some darts at Greg Gard and Fran McCaffrey, coach is going to drive uh, down there and give you a hug. That's my shit list. We have gotten. You know, we don't have to throw <laughs> we don't have to throw darts at Greg Gard because he's already kneecapped himself with his awful awful recruiting the last three years. So he they're going to finish eleventh. Guys, season. if if you knew the text that coach sends us about some of these Big Ten coaches, <laughs> you would look at him completely. <laughs> differently um just oh, by the way side note, I, coach, I coach cursed on the network before i did just yeah. I'll, that's true I'll, I'll, that'll, I'll that'll win bar bets someday <laughs> i all i'll say is if you take those three teams out okay i think michigan's probably going to win the league or purdue i think those two are clearly the class of the league right now and then ohio state i think is probably a top four team and outside of that i think it's a big mix and, it, and if it comes together for iu and they have a nice long runway to get into the the Big Ten season, if they hit the ground running this year, I, I don't think it's unreasonable for them to finish fourteen and six in conference, and I think that would be enough for the four seed. So there you go, Ryan. Wow, that's bold. That was that's awesome. That is bold. Uh, all right, this is going to be very bold, but I've been waiting several years to do this. Race Thompson makes an All Big Ten team. Woo! Okay, I, like I think it. he's going to have a sort of Draymond Green type season where he, the numbers aren't overwhelming, but everyone who plays Indiana knows they just played against Race Thompson. I think that's, and I think that the people around the league will respect him as much as any player on IU. Bold enough? I think that was pretty bold. That's pretty bold. <laughs> that's pretty bold. Andy. Yeah, I, I struggled to come up with one. I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Geronimo, Big Ten Six Man of the Year. Whoa. Okay. I think to go back to some of the stuff we talked about hearing from the scrimmage, like energy guy, if you can come and hit, you know, a three, a game, get a couple putbacks. I mean, those guys who have won that over the years, it's not like they're putting up gaudy numbers, but I think if he becomes an energy guy, uh, get some rebounds, can be versatile, can be a solid defender. Uh, and, uh, and what we hope is an up-tempo offense. I think that suits him well. So I'll, uh, I'll go with that. 
Jared, your bold prediction for the Hoosiers. My bold prediction is that Parker Stewart is this team's second leading scorer and makes honorable mention all Big Ten. I'm not. Um, I'm, I, I don't want to step on you. I almost went with that exact same prediction. I think you're right. Yeah, I, you know, I haven't been quite sure what to expect from him because he hasn't played for a year. But man, seeing him shoot at Hoosier hysteria and, you know, kind of hearing how he played in the scrimmage, he's just got such a pure jump shot that we haven't seen in a while. And we know the volume on three pointers is going to go up. And so I don't know what percentage he's going to shoot, but this is a guy who has succeeded in two completely different offensive roles. You know, he was a catch and shoot guy at Pitt as a freshman in a loaded conference and did really well. And then he went to Tennessee Martin and became the on the ball guy creating shots. And so I think when you look at what he does offensively and you start like kind of fitting lineups around, he's a guy that really slides in easily at the two or three spot. And it's really hard to make lineups that don't include him. And I think as he, if he shoots, like I think he's going to shoot, it's going to be really hard to take him off the court. Um, Cause you need a guy that has his skills. And so I think he's going to get the minutes and I just think he'll be now. I think, you know, that may be like 11 or 12 points per game. I mean, I think we're going to have a whole lot of guys kind of in that range, but I think he'll be the most consistent secondary score because of his ability to make shots. And I will add this, that Indiana makes the tournament uh, between the seeds of five and 10 and makes the sweet 16. Uh, I, I think things uh, get rolling halfway through the season uh, they're gonna they're going to get uh, top four seed in the Big Ten tournament. They're going to play on Saturday. They're going to have some momentum, and they're going to have to play really well on that second round uh, as the six seed playing the three or seven playing the two, um, five four game whatever. Um, but my bold prediction and high ceiling for Indiana is uh, a sweet sweet sixteen. Uh, we're due, so let's just have it all in year one. Why not? So, okay. all right. Very nice. Real quick, around the horn question here. Fans are back in um, in assembly hall. What what does that mean? It's it's the two years ago everything ended with no tournament. Uh, we had we've had some struggles. Then last year we had basketball, but it wasn't the atmosphere that we had. What are you guys looking forward to with uh, assembly hall being full? And we'll end the show on a, on a rapid fire question there. Galen, going to you. Uh, uh, a full assembly hall, what's that mean? Um, loud moments and bad popcorn. <laughs> Andy. Uh, you know, I, I'm just excited to be able to, you know, hear the crowd in some of these games. I think the enthusiasm is incredibly high. So you're going to uh, have people, I mean, people are just waiting to explode with excitement for this team. And I think, um, you know, first few games, they should be able to get off to a really good start and, and just being able to have uh, some of these guys who have, have come really feel the support of the crowd that they didn't get the chance to to, uh, to get last year. Scott? Um, I'll kind of go back. I didn't go bold enough. Obviously, you guys are killing it. Um, I think what it means is we're going to have 13 or 14 wins going into that home game against Purdue and Michigan on the 20th and the 23rd. I think we easily we split those games. We might even get both of them based on assembly hall crowds. All right. Um, Galen. I already went to Galen. I think on the Ryan. <laughs> I, I'll, cha I'll change it up. I think it'll be a loud moments and good popcorn. <laughs> all <right. laughs> we all I kind of thought true. you wanted to go back. 
<laughs> is that, a bold, that that could have been your bold prediction that there's better popcorn in assembly hall this year. Uh, I, you know what it means to me? What a full assembly hall means to me is energy on the court, in the stands. Like there's nothing that can match that. And, and, and I always talk about the Killingsworth game, but there were so many games I went to in high school or I mean, in college that were just had so much energy and, and it's, it's a weird vibe that echoes through the arena when that when that place is buzzing. It's unlike anywhere else. I've covered games in huge arenas. I've gone to games at huge football stadiums, whatever. There's nothing like a big game at Assembly Hall and the noise and the energy. And you can it almost has I always say it sound has feel when that place is loud and when there's an energy there, you can feel it you know, vibrating in that place. So a full assembly hall, that's what it means to me. It's there's just an energy there and, and it, you know, it boosts the players on the floor. They always talk about it and you know, the opponents feel it because they always talk about it. So there's just something different when that place is packed. And it's a shame even, you know, before COVID when it wouldn't be packed, when the team wasn't playing well, you could just tell, you could tell without seeing the crowd, you could tell by what was going on, on the floor, what would, that there was something wrong and, and, being back to being full and and being full of fans that really care and are engaged that's that's what indiana needs that's the lifeblood of the program and it needs to be back jared you couldn't do this joke without like it, it could never work but it would be funny if like right before the game they turn the lights out to do the intro video and it's like they just start playing the u2 where the streets have no names and just see how long you could go before like they do the record like just kidding before people start rioting yeah yeah <laughs> Jared, Assembly Hall full of fans. What's it mean? First of all, I recommend everybody read Zach Osterman's recent piece in the Indianapolis Star. I know Zach is on cloud nine after his Atlanta Braves winning, but he's really just going full on romantic about sports these days. And uh, the piece that he wrote about Assembly Hall is awesome. And there's a line in there from one of, if not the greatest Hoosiers of all time, that really sums it up to me, which is the great Calvert Chaney, who said, you know, basically said, you know, when he used to play there, it was basically they felt like they started out with 10 points. And I would like to go back to that, where you kind of feel like every game in Assembly Hall, we basically have a 10-point advantage and let's go win it. And it really felt like that eroded over the years. And there were games that we didn't come out and play well and games that we would be ahead and give it up and kind of lost some of that you know, that luster that it had and just that confidence that you had. And I think if anybody knows what that means, it's Mike Woodson. I think he's going to take a lot of pride in it. Um, and I think we're going to see some of that come back to where even if we're not that great, we still expect to win when we're playing at home. That's what we got to get back to. I don't know if we get back there this year, but, you know, maybe we do. And that'd be great because that's what it should be. To, to me, it's about memories. There's a lot of good memories for all of us in that place, a lot of good success. Tomorrow, Coach Knight will be back in there. He's been back in a couple times for practice. Uh, that's He that's built that sat place. Saturday. Uh, Saturday. I, yeah, just erase me from this uh, whole show tonight. But um, <laughs> I'm batting like below the Mendoza line <laughs> today. Um, so that means – That's it. We're like done. No more questions. You, Coach. <laughs> well, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I said it's a Greg Gard like performance oh, uh, yeah. by you. So that, yeah, that's really bad. Thanks. That's that's, that's not no fair, coach. You were you were nowhere near as bad as Greg Gard. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the Assembly Call. <laughs> if you want to see us do the show live, join us at assemblycall.com on Thursday nights for the live broadcast of our Assembly Call radio recording. 
Special thanks to Bob Thompson for producing a lot of the music that you hear on the show, and thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week or sooner if any news breaks. Until then, take it from me, Yogi Farrell. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Hey, the show's over. Here I come, Coach Tonsoni. I don't like carrots. <laughs> okay. Well, this nice was job, fun, gentlemen. Family. This was fun. All right. This was fun. Yeah, it was fun for you. Your By internet way, didn't break out, and you didn't call people <laughs> at the wrong time. And Abbott suicide, Coach. It does. Mm. It does. Okay. Games next week. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah who's, got, who's on I'm, that yeah. one? I'm going. I'm. I got. I'm I got, going. I've got the nice. tickets for that. So, um, where are you just, sitting? I. So I moved seats. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm in J34 uh, this year. So moved about six rows or seven rows up, but moved over to the middle. So it's. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But nice. Uh, a six o'clock game. Um, tough when I get out of work at five and have to go do a kid pickup and drop off. But we'll tough figure. Tough when out. I'll be working at three. Well, so. there's other time zones you could move to. You know, it's true. Um, I certainly could. <laughs> I may have to. The rent yeah. here is ridiculous. So you can go to Hawaii. So I, my, my, I'm fired up this year. I moved down. Um, I moved over to Section F, so I'm on the side, but I am in the front row of Section F. So um, I'm excited for that. How'd you do that? Did you who'd you give money to? Um, the Varsity Club. Just they oh. take checks, they take credit cards. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not paying for trips to Hawaii anymore. Um, no, it's like it was weird. There was just two random seats you down there. Um, yeah, I know. There's two random seats down there. So um, it's we'll see. When we get there, it may just be you know there might be a, a a piece of you know ceiling in front of me or something. Who knows what's wrong with the seats? But uh, yeah. yeah. My favorite part about the new season is the budding chat rivalry between Ryan and Kathy. It's it's After good. Ryan called it's out good. Iowa, and now Kathy is basically yeah. telling you that no one feels sorry for you, Ryan. It's good. This is this is happening this year, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. Starting off on the right or the right foot, getting it, getting a rivalry and some some anger brewing. Gotta That's love right. it. Like I've had my thing with Joel all off season. Now oh. you get your thing with Kathy. We need some good chat mob host. You know, tension makes for. Yeah. It does. It makes, it makes for good, makes for good content. Oh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Woo. He um, and Michael Pittman tonight, man. Yeah, Jeez. Man, that's um, Pittman, Pittman was the most underrated player in that draft class, and they yeah. are so lucky to have him. He's he, a great uh, pick. I, I was at the ta- the Titans game this week, and he, he looked real good. I, I wish I wish Carson Wentz had looked as good, um, <laughs> but, but he did not. Um, yeah, no, th- this is going to be an interesting start to the season. I don't. Um, it, I it's it feels like a it's I think they'll win the the first three games, but it's like a deceptively harder start to the season uh, because it's like MAC team, MAC team, um, Big East team. I mean that's that's not a traditional entry point into the season. So I'm coming yeah. to see how that goes. I, I will say based on the the research that I did on just looking at how different people rank. Uh, conferences as part of the bracketology, they are the two worst MAC teams. So there is that. There is that. Yes. But, um, well, let's also be fair that nobody knows anything 
before the season. So they all, they all, we all try and act like we do, but I mean, who knows? I know that Illinois is going to be disappointing and Galen does too. And I, feel uh, I, I, agree, I actually agree I with feel, that. Wrong. People forget how much IO meant to that I, team. How many I don't games did understand he win by why everybody's so bullish on Illinois and forgetting because how they much got Kofi Coburn them. That's yeah, why. Kofi's great, but Io is Io. It just feels disrespectful to him. No, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, the, but they're seeing like Kofi Coburn is back, so therefore they're going to be good. And they got a couple other guys back, but no, the 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 Io thing is crazy. How many games did he take over the last three minutes of a game and win for them? As over the coach, because he was the president of the Io fan. Club. Yeah. I mean, that guy was nails down look, the stretch. And you look at the roster. I mean, they have – I mean, you know, they've got four seniors on the roster. Um, but, I, I, I mean, they're all – like three of them are under 6'3". Yeah. And I'm just having a hard time seeing anybody really – like the, the two best players aren't seniors. So I don't know how well, like, that's really going to go for them. I mean – yeah. And the two best players can't shoot either. Right. Yes. Yeah. That that also is not great for basketball, as we know. Well, and, we know. We are experts yes, as on we this. know well. <laughs> well, and and one of the things that that really is going to hurt them in the long run was losing Miller. I mean, I know he got hurt at LSU, but like losing him long term, that's a big loss. That dude could play, and he wasn't amazing last year. But you watch him in high school; he could play. He's also, you know, it's hard for anyone else to shine next to Io because Io just dominated games, but. That's a guy that like he could have shined this year, yeah. and they they're, lost. They're going to be like the Michigan or Michigan State of football this year. But you look at their schedule; they play garbage. Like yeah. they played Notre Dame, and that's about it. Arizona. I mean, like their their schedule is like Crean is like, why couldn't I get this schedule? Jackson State, Arkansas State, Marquette, the, uh, Cincinnati, or, or the rotting husk of Arizona. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. UT Rio Grande Valley, like not you know, UT Rio Grande is not good enough. We got to get the Valley School. <laughs> Guard Holy play. That's what I'll tell you. Ken Palm is. They would. What'd you say? I think their guards are pretty good. I, Illinois compared to question marks up and down the Big Ten about guards. I I, I just think Cubello is going to be a very special player. I think Frazier as a veteran player. Um, I, well, I think they do have Frazier have, back. Yeah, they got Frazier. They, they got Williams. Guard. They, Williams is on. really good too. He's a glue They're guy on Frazier Williams and whoever they play at the four to be able to make shots and spread people out. If yeah. they do that, they'll be pretty good. If they don't, my, yeah. not my so hard Jared, take is that I'm still confident that the big 10 sat Illinois down and all the announcers is like, his name is Coburn. We cannot be saying Cockburn for an entire season, <laughs> but the guy's name is Kofi Cockburn. That's <laughs> uh I mean, I don't think Illinois is going to be terrible. Like I think they're a top 25 team. I just don't think they're like top 10 level final four level Jared, what are you saying about Georgia where are you saying about Georgia I can't, can't Georgia's 159th Ken Palm preseason Georgia's, I didn't they're not, they they are, not every realize. every single thing Jeez. that I looked at picks them last in the SEC like every God, single thing that I, I didn't saw. realize they were going to be that bad they yeah. had he lost a ton of guys to transfer color color me shocked you and everybody else and then one of the only good players they had, or one of the better players they had returning, got hurt, and I think is out. So yeah, they they are expected to be not good, Terra bad, boy. So by the way, the last thing that I want to mention for all those of you by who way, are in by the way, Tor- you want to you uh, just to dig in on that a little more. Torvix got Georgia at two o four coming into the season, uh, which oh. <laughs> So that that feels like that has to be the lowest major conference team. Well, I don't know where Cal is, but that gosh, 
Let me see if there's just, any, keep talking. I'm going to see if there's anybody worse than the power. I'm conference. not sure there would be. Does Crean just have a? Does he have a different football player come in at every every game at halftime to talk to the crowd just to get fans in the stands? Like, hey, we're going to have the backup <laughs> lineman tonight coming in to get an award on the on at, at during halftime. Iowa oh, State is awesome. Iowa State comes in at 190, which is not worse. Uh, than 204. Um, yeah, there's nobody uh, that I see scrolling through unless I'm totally missing it. Um, I'll, I guess we'll count the Big East as a power conference. Um, yeah, no. I mean, they are the, they are rated the worst power conference team coming into the season on Torvik. So that's well, I can't wait for the narrative of Georgia can't get anybody better than Crean, so you're not allowed to fire Tom Crean. Like, I can't wait for that narrative to come at the end of the season. Well, he's always done better with underdog teams, so maybe maybe they'll outperform expectations. As they can outperform by 100 points or 100 spots. They'd still be 104th. Yeah. yeah. 13th in the conference. Um Oh, God. So the only thing I want to say, for those of you who are in the community, make sure you join the Discord. You know, we'll have a live chat going during the Michigan football game. I don't know how much fun that'll be, but at least we can be there together. Uh, and then we'll we'll be spending, you know, obviously, I mean, folks get on Twitter and we'll still be tweeting out during the games. But uh, but I think using Discord for the live chats will be a lot of fun. It was really good during the um, the last football game. And so I think it'll be a, a fun way to enjoy games together. We have not completely, well, maybe we are going to, Scott, let me know. Are we going to completely rule out doing a post-game show after the Michigan game immediately? Um, Ooh, are we? Do we want to take back Sunday? Um, we can try. I'm driving back from Fort Wayne, um, so maybe depends on when we get home. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Are you sure you want to do a post-game show for that game? Yeah. We well, can do it now. Just hey, you no, guys, new, we'll do it now, yeah, real quick. I, I um, like what you guys are doing with the last one. You're just trying to get it out of the way so yeah, that you can yeah, enjoy yeah, your let's, Sunday. Let's try I, it now. I, I mean, you know, I, I thought McCulley, yeah. you know, had a couple good reads, but you know, by the third pick in the second quarter, I just I, I felt like that was a tough spot, and you know, it, it was just you know, once we, you get to thirty-eight would, six, it's tough. We would the never penalty showed a real lack of discipline. Uh, that that throw that one in yeah. there. Yeah, what just else soundboard this, Jared. I'm gonna give you yeah, give you some lines. Jared can just soundboard our post. I'll just do it. Uh, Gail, well, I'll text you. Like I, I could probably bang that out, and I might, I, maybe I might be on the phone. But yeah, we could. Let's we'll just figure. get our Sunday back. I like we'll that. Fig- we'll figure it out. All right. Well, if we do that, we'll drop it in the Discord. We'll let everybody know you guys can join in uh, as as you want. But uh, all two not, of you. Yes, all two of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kathy. Kathy says she's going to a movie. Jeff. Jeff's got That's better things happening. Yeah, I don't know so. what movie it is. It's better. <laughs> Schindler's List sounds great. It's be way oh, more geez. fun. God. <laughs> oh. Wasn't there an episode of Seinfeld that like was about this? <laughs> oh, on that All note, right. yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. All right, Thank we got all. we got a network. This is fun. Thank you to our guests right. who are now our partners. Yeah, that's right. Woo. Glad to have you. That's right. There Let's will be, be on the lookout. There'll be there'll be more announcoments coming. Can't wait to come up first. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Good night, y'all.